1: Hey guys and gals, this is Jeff, your host. Uh, Look, I just wanted to talk to you before I got the podcast going here on this Friday. Uh, Got a lot to get to. Look, there's been some crazy stuff that's gone on here. We're talking about, of course, COVID-19, the coronavirus, all that stuff. The Major League Baseball season has been pushed back. They say two weeks uh, just to start. Who knows if that is exactly how long it's going to be. It could be longer. We're not sure but opening day will not be happening on March 26th like we all were preparing for and very fired up for, and, and the Reds have put together a hell of a team for this season. And it sucks that we're not going to be able to start on time. But listen, Locked On Reds is going to be here with you. Uh, whatever updates are coming our way, we're going to keep you apprised of that, but I've got some great content ideas to keep us going through this time. The Lockdown Podcast Network is built on the mantra, your team. Every day, and we're gonna keep trying that. We're gonna keep bringing that. I've got some ideas. We're gonna keep it going here on the Locked On Reds podcast. So keep it tuned, keep it subscribed. We'll keep talking some Reds baseball, getting you ready for. Man, I'm telling you, I, I've never been more sure than anything in my life that 2020 is going to be an amazing season for the Reds, and I'm so looking forward to getting it started. But until it officially gets started, keep it right here with the Locked On Reds podcast and we'll keep you thinking about the Reds each and every day in a world that consistently seems to get just crazier and crazier. Anyway, just wanted to let you know, really appreciated you listening to the podcast, and we're just going to keep it right on rolling, talking about the Reds' upcoming season. So, you know what, without further ado, let's get this thing started.
0: You are locked on Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team
1: every day. Welcome into your daily source for the Cincinnati Reds leading up to the 2020 season. This is the Locked On Reds Podcast, and I'm your host, Jeff Carr. going on Reds fans welcome into the Locked on Reds podcast TGIF we've got a lot to get to today I've got some thoughts here Doug Gray has an awesome piece out about Jose Garcia and a little bit about Alfredo Rodriguez and how that storyline can unfold here in 2020 also want to take a look at My updated prediction for the 26-man roster. We're going to get to all of that here in just a moment. But before we do, I want to make sure that you are subscribed to this podcast on whatever podcasting platform that you are currently listening to. Also, follow me on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three Fs and follow the show at Lockdown Reds and save the Lockdown Reds line number into your phone at 513 513 549-0159 Five four nine zero one five nine. We are entering a stage where there's, you're going to have a lot of thoughts, right? I want to hear them. Like questions, comments, what you're thinking about the Reds? Five one three five four nine zero one five nine, or hit me up on Twitter at either the show's account or my own personal account. So uh, let's jump into some news. News, team ourselves. Accept- Major League Baseball and the Reds announced that spring training, effective immediately, would be suspended, which would also affect the start of the regular season. As of right now, they're saying it's going to be pushed back two weeks. I think that is just a preliminary guess as to how things are going to go. Currently, there's no timeline for this whole COVID-19 thing, so chances are that may get pushed back even more. We'll see how that all plays out. I'll keep you updated on that. But on the ticket front, the Reds have announced that they will be issuing ticket credits for future games this season for those of us who had games for opening day or any of the home games in the first couple of weeks. I'm sure that will extend to any other time that is taken away from the season. We'll see exactly how Major League Baseball has this all set up. I mean, this is... There have been shortened seasons in the past due to circumstances outside of baseball's control. So we'll see how they come back from all of this. It's going to be a very strange time to analyze exactly when we're getting baseball back. But until we do that, we're just going to keep talking about how awesome this team is going to be. And, you know, I know there's going to be some snarky remarks like, oh, well, hey, maybe they won't even get to play. And I've seen those jokes on Twitter of it would be the most Cincinnati thing ever that the Reds build a super exciting baseball team only to see them take the field exactly zero times. I don't think. We're in jeopardy of losing the entire season right now, but it's definitely going to be a shorter season. I don't think we're going to start right there in the middle of the April. It could be May or June, really, before we see some baseball being played, but that's just my guess. I'm not a, I'm not a medical expert by any stretch of the imagination. All I know is what I'm seeing news-wise there, and, and, and that's enough of that. We're going to jump into a couple of focus topics here for today's episode. This is all
0: confusing. Why do I have to keep learning new things?
1: Two guys who are most assuredly perturbed that spring training will be halted and everything will be put on hold for an indefinite amount of time is Jose Garcia and Alfredo Rodriguez. The Reds came into this spring training with Freddie Galvez as their only true shortstop on the major league roster, and after the first round of minor league cuts, or guys getting sent back to minor league camp, anyway. Jose Garcia and Alfredo Rodriguez remained in Major League Camp, and they were looking to get a little bit more playing time against some higher-end arms. I think the coaching staff wanted to see how they were faring. Now, I'm not I'm not thinking that they were going to have either guy on the opening day roster, but it was going to be more wood for the fire of what their potential could be later on this season for the Reds coming up in a, you know, whether it be a pinch or if, you know, God forbid, Freddie Galvis just is ineffective, maybe they bring up, Rodriguez or Garcia to see if they could be the everyday shortstop. That would be an interesting take, but I, I love the piece that our friend Doug Gray has over at RedsMinorLeagues talking about the most recent home run and, and kind of breaking down the TrackMan data and the the exit velocity, all that different stuff on the absolute shot that Jose Garcia had for his fourth home run. They talk about how scouts, he had a scout email him, Doug did, and in his article he, he mentions that the scout says that he's cleaned up some stuff about his swing, and he looks really good, and he's really excited to see how he continues his progression offensively. He thinks, the scout said in the email, he thinks he has a really intriguing future with the bat. And then Alfredo Rodriguez as well, he kind of looped him in as, because one of the things last year was, you look at Alfredo Rodriguez' batting average, it's not bad, it's in the 280s, but his slugging percentage was abysmal. I think it was only like 340-something, which meant that every single one of his hits, except for maybe like three or four, were singles. I don't know that you can really count on that. I mean, to to be an effective major league hitter, and I get it, there used to be this whole thing of glove first shortstops and whatever you got out of them offensively, as long as they were above the Mendoza line you were happy with, I don't think you can do that anymore. And so Alfredo Rodriguez had to come out and show this spring training that maybe there was something more to him. He's done that. He's shown some pop. He's hit a couple of homers, a couple of doubles, things to keep an eye on. Once baseball starts back, maybe we could see one of Rodriguez or Garcia later on this season. And definitely the Reds' future at shortstop seems to be in-house if if they go out and they make a trade for francisco lindor or something like that they could be able as long as garcia is not a part of it that is they would be able to go on with a future at shortstop and not worry about the rental that would be francisco lindor but it is intriguing and it's it's encouraging to see the development of these two guys and definitely something that we will have an eye on Once minor league ball gets started up, and I'm sure there's going to be a little bit of spring training before the regular season gets going again, just to get everybody kind of warmed back up. We'll see exactly when that happens, though. Coming up here in just a minute, I want to talk about the 26-man roster. There's some obvious candidates for sure. There's a couple of guys that I'm looking at that I believe, once everything is said and done, especially now with the added time, I think it's going to be a little bit easier to predict this 26-man roster of course knock on wood. But first. So look, I I I I'm I'm thinking on the positive side of life with this. And I know there's plenty of negatives out there, but when we look at this suspension of play for baseball, one thing that will benefit the Reds is that it will give them extra time to get both Senzel and Suarez's shoulders healthy. That will give them plenty of time to make sure that they are ready to go and once they get spring training ramped back up and they start getting guys warm back up for the season, I'm sure there's going to be some sort of protracted uh, it's sort of a warm-up period, if you will, before we see regular season baseball for all teams, not just the Reds, obviously. Everyone's going to need to re-warm back up now. But that's going to be able to get those two guys healthy. And those were the only two guys we were really worried Well, them and Freddie Galvis. That'll give Freddie Galvis some time to figure out what these little nagging things are that have been bothering him this spring training and get everybody healthy. So it's going to be a little bit safer to assume health when you look at this 26-man roster. So first of all, let's talk about the lineup. If there were, and, and there's not, because they're going to be playing matchups a lot, there's going to be some switching around, some platooning, things like that. So the idea of an everyday eight is kind of a thing of the past. But just for prognostication purposes, let's look at the everyday eight. At first base, Joey Votto. There's, it's not going to be anybody else. The second base, it's going to be Mike Short Shortstop, we're going to have Freddie Galvis. Third base, A. Eugenio Suarez. That's your infield because they're all going to be healthy, you know, knock on wood. I keep saying that. I, I feel like I'm going to jinx it, but I, I, I'm, I'm thinking it's okay. And then at catcher, of course, Tucker Barnhart. So there are your infield five. Then you look in the outfield. I'm going to say Jesse Winker in left, Shogo in center, And in right field, of course, Nicholas Castellanos. So that is your everyday eight. So then you got five bench spots. Number one's going to be Kirk Casale. I don't see anyone, I don't see any way that doesn't happen. Then number two, Nick Senzel. He's going to be your super utility guy. Maybe carves out a role for himself. Who knows? Maybe he beats out Jesse Winker in left field to be the everyday left fielder. By the time we're halfway through the season, that is a very real possibility. Number three, Kyle Farmer. They love his versatility. He can play literally everywhere on the field. I'm pretty sure he pitched an inning or two last year. He can play everywhere. That's three bench spots right there. Then number four, you've got Philip Irvin. If we're not going to count Senzel as part of the left field platoon, and, and really Philip Irvin has played well to this point in spring training. He has no options left, so I really believe that he sticks on. They're not going to let him go for nothing. He's going to stick on in the bench. So that only leaves one bench spot left. And you're talking about Josh Van Meter, who now, with the benefit of time, is another guy who could get healthy and be completely fine. And uh, worse, uh, they're, they're worse. there was some worry about whether or not he would be healthy, and because of him not being healthy and having options left, that he would lose out on a major league roster spot because of that. Now he can get back healthy. It's going to be between him and Alex Blandino, for that last bench spot. Derek Dietrich is in consideration. Here's the thing, though. I keep seeing his name in different uh, articles and different people talking about him. He would need to be added to the 40-man roster. He is not currently on the 40-man roster, which, by the way, shout out to Phil Razor. I said that Josh D. Smith wasn't on the 40-man roster. He is on the 40-man roster. There we go. I made a mistake. I retract my statement where I said he wasn't on the 40-man roster. All right, Phil be happy about that but Derek Dietrich is not on the 40-man roster so he has got a little bit of uh, uphill battle when it comes to Alex Blandino or Josh Van Meter I think those two it's going to be one of those two guys I'm picking Josh Van Meter I just feel like he's going to be that last bench spot for the Reds Now we look at the pitching staff. Obviously, the starting five, I don't see any way. I mean, as long as they're healthy, it's going to be Luis Castillo, Sonny Gray, Trevor Bauer, Anthony DiSclafani, and Wade Miley. Tyler Malley has options. He's going to start the year in AAA. They're going to keep him as a starter in AAA, I firmly believe. That way that when they need him in a pinch to make a spot start, maybe they've got to have a six-man rotation for some reason, or someone goes down due to injury, he's going to be ready for them. He has the ability to be in the rotation right now, but because the Reds made the move for Wade Miley, gave themselves some extra depth there, And he's a wily old vet. I think he's going to be the fifth man in the rotation. Tyler Malley, in Louisville, which gives us eight bullpen spots. Obviously, Rice Eligius, Michael Lorenzen, Amir Garrett, Robert Stevenson. Right off the bat, your four guys immediately off the table, and Pedro Strope. Almost forgot that we had Pedro Strope. Awesome. The five guys right there. Your remaining three dudes. I think, number one, it's got to be Cody Reed. You've got to have another lefty in the bullpen. He's out of options. He hasn't had the greatest of springs to this point. But, again, I I think most of the time, if you're out of options and you've got talent and you've got promise, it's almost a foregone conclusion you're going to be on the roster. Take a look back at Robert Stevenson last year. And, of course, Robert Stevenson proved everybody wrong for hating on the fact that the Reds kept him around. And now we're all eating some crow, and he's a guaranteed bullpen arm now. But hey, Cody Reed could be the next guy to do that, which gives you two spots left. Those two spots are going to be interesting. And again, I hearken back to the idea of guys who are already on the 40-man roster. I'm thinking right now, it's going to be Lucas Sims and the other one, the very last bullpen spot will go to matt bowman i 've seen some stuff saying that Nate Jones could take over. They would have to do a corresponding roster move to add him to the forty man roster, which I mean it 's kind of easy to see there 's going to be some guys that uh, that you know quickly come off the forty man, but at the same token, I think that they 're going to go with guys who are already there and right now, Matt Bowman, i mean obviously Lucas Sims because he is a very versatile guy, he could be ramped up to a starter, but he 's also pitched pretty decently over the last year or so and spring training and then matt bowman i don't know if you know this or not if you go on to one of my favorite websites baseball savant and look at the Statcast data for matt bowman he's got some really good stuff in there his spin rate is off the charts dude knows how to spin a curveball I think he makes this roster. And I think he's a very intriguing middle relief option, maybe long man, kind of fireman guy there in the bullpen. But I, I I, just see Matt Bowman being that last spot in the bullpen. I've seen some other takes. And you know what? If you've got your own, let me know on the Locked On Reds line or on Twitter because that's the best part about this is we pretty much know 24, I'd almost say maybe maybe 23 of these spots. And there's we're probably going to have a little bit of a debate, but kind of a debate about the final remaining spots on this roster. It's nice to see that it's the tail end and not the big questions on who's going to be in the starting rotation, who's going to fill out the lineup, who's leading off, all this other stuff. We're past that now. We've got an awesome team. We're looking forward to this season, whenever that might be. But, hey, look, I've got some ideas. Starting next week, we're going to take a deep dive into some of these 26-man guys. Take a look at what they did last year, looking at what they could do this season and what it's going to take for them to get the Reds back to the playoffs. You're not going to want to miss it. Make sure – that you don't miss it by subscribing on whatever podcasting platform you're currently listening to also follow me on twitter at jeff Carr with three f's and follow the show at locked on reds and that locked on reds line number again is 513-549-0159 thank you all so much for listening stay safe out there throughout this whole deal and keep tuning in to the locked on reds podcast for your reds every day